Welcome to the Retirement Plan Playbook with Brent Pasqua, Matthew Thiel, and Joshua Winterswijk from RPA Wealth Management. In this podcast, we cover current events, retirement planning strategies, and provide you with the tools to help you build a successful retirement playbook in any political or financial landscape. Join Brent, Matthew, and Joshua as they navigate the issues that can make the later stages of your retirement plan challenging and help you create the best retirement plan playbook. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome to Retirement Plan Playbook. I'm Brent Pasqua. I'm here with Matthew Thiel and Joshua Winterswijk. And today we're joined by Marissa Almanderas. Marissa is a fitness expert and a personal trainer who's been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2011. With a passion for healthy living and a desire to help people find balance, Marissa believes that fitness is a lifelong journey and strives to make sustainable changes in her clients' lives. She co-founded an event called Climb for a Cure in 2015, which later became the nonprofit Make Good Moves and has helped raise more than $100,000 for stage four metastatic breast cancer research, awareness, and patient and family support. Marissa is also a successful entrepreneur and mentor to a team of close to over 100 trainers, and she works through the self-made West Covina and self-made Chino Hills, where she co-owns the, those gyms. She has a limited personal training clientele and co-hosts the Mixtape Talks podcast and social events. Marissa recently became a mom and credits her healthy pregnancy and recovery to a lifestyle she has created for herself since 2011. Marissa, welcome to Retirement Plan Playbook. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super excited to be here. How important is it to work out, especially as you get older? Like, is it more important that you work out when you're younger, or is it more important you work out more as you get sort of older? I feel like you should be working out as soon as you think about exercise, right? So (laughs) if you're thinking you should be working out, you probably should start. But with that being said, it's never too late to start. So I've had clients who have literally started because they threw out their back or they're about to have a grandkid and they're like, I need to be able to run around for Timmy, you know? So honestly, it's never too late and it's never too early. Um, I think nowadays, especially I know a lot of you guys are dads, just having an active lifestyle and having your kids watch you be active. I think that's going to help us with like the next generation, just wanting to keep moving and stay healthy. So I think my problem is I definitely want to work out and I think about, oh, I should work out today. And then it comes time to do it. I'm like, nah, the couch, definitely the couch. (laughs) And so then I just end up on the couch and I don't work out. Yeah, you have to have some kind of motivation, right? You have like a trip coming up or you have a two and a half year old daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so isn't she going crazy running around and... Yeah, I chase her around in the backyard. So that's a little bit, of, that's movement. Yeah, I don't think it's enough though to, you know, take these cookies away. Yeah, <laughs> it's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Hey, me either, man. I'm right there with you. I became a dad and like my exercise activity completely dropped off yeah. as soon as I became a dad. And then you go to LAFC, you have those big beers, you know, before you know it, you're probably like 2,000 yeah. calories a hot in. dog. <laughs> you know what I think it is for me though, is it's routine. If yes. you're in the grind and in the routine... It's going to come natural. Like your body's going to crave it every single day. A thousand percent. But when you get out of that routine, even if I don't work out for a day or two, like let's say I go two days without working out, my body, it does not want to work out. But if you're consistent, like you're craving it. And I tell people, just get up and move, right? Because even if you're like, I'm going to move for like 15, 20 minutes, 
Ultimately, that workout will end up being 45 minutes to an hour if you're intentional with your movement. Not with me. I lifted weights yesterday and I got bored after 10 minutes and put them <laughs> okay, down. Okay, so then stomach. you need to hire a personal trainer. I probably do. <laughs> yes. I will say if you have that, if you have that problem, definitely um, reach out to a fitness professional for sure. Because then they're going to hold you accountable. That's what you pay them for. That's, that's true. I guess it's like hiring a financial planner. Exactly. We don't always want to do it, but we know we should. I but. think you're at the stage of your life where you could really use a I think a you can afford advisor. it, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need a lot of things. I probably need to, like, stop eating. <laughs> That's probably a start, and then I need to work out. Like, But you worked out for a lot in your life. You know, when you were younger, you were working out a lot. Yeah, I used to look good. Now I look you, like You a, don't eat awful, though. I mean, I've seen you eat a salad for the last two weeks. Yeah, that's just because that's like the bare minimum. But then what do you eat when you get home? Like you have a salad for lunch and then you're like chowing down at home? No, we we eat pretty clean. It's probably just genetics and not being active anymore. Yeah. I mean, and as we all get older, it's definitely harder to, you know, lose the weight that we want to. All right, man, we're going to be each other's motivation, okay? Okay. I've been trying to motivate you guys for a while. So you're the fit one in the crew. Well, I'm at that stage in my life now where I went through what they went through. So I worked out from the time probably I was like 16, 17 years old, like I was in the gym. And then when my my son was born, it's like came to a screeching halt for like Mm. three years or so. And then it was all gone. And, And then I started really having, I was in the doctors a lot. Like every couple months I was in the doctors with a bunch of different problems and then once I got back into it, like a lot of that has all stopped and I've haven't stopped since then. You. So, but I, I don't get a workout for a long span of time. Like I try to get 30 to 40 minutes That's in. That's literally all you need. 30 to 40 minutes. Yep. And as long as I can get that in, I feel better. Mm-hmm. And are so, you a morning or evening? Morning has to be morning. Okay. Unless I hit the studio, I'll go to Orange Theory, but that, right. that will be in the evening. But at home, I also have a Peloton, so that... I was going to say, do you cycle? I, no, cycle I have a Peloton tread. Oh, okay. So, like, no, I don't... I, I, I did the bike spin thing for a while, but for me, it has to be running. It's got to be, like, full cardio and then workout. Okay, that's so, cool. But I like boot camps, you know, like, See, you get your cardio, yeah. get your weights in. And you don't then, have to think about it. You just walk in, yep. and then you're done. Yep. Get a good sweat in 45 yep. minutes. I played soccer my whole life, and I hate running. You did play soccer your whole life. And hate running. Can't stand it. I hate running. <laughs> Josh, I don't know if this podcast is for us today. <laughs> the way it's yeah, we'll just like, this is like, your sign that it's never out. too late. Okay, it's Matt, we're going to get late. motivated through this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Motivate us. I'm already motivated for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so what is like your professional title then? Right now, I would say I am still a fitness professional along mm-hmm. with the owner of Self Me Chino Hills. Along with um, CEO of Make Good Moves, which is my nonprofit. And how did you get into it? My nonprofit? No, how did you get into your personal training? Personal training. Um, honestly, it was, I was at a random, not a random, I mean, Josh knows the story, but I was just a boot camp attendee and I was like, I think I could do this. Like, I don't know. I've always, I was a cheerleader in high school and I just always like to be around people and motivate people. And I one day went up to the owner and I was like, dude, like, how do I do this? Like, how could I have your job? And then he literally just threw me in there and I started teaching nighttime classes and I did the nighttime classes to pay for my rent. So he was pretty much, if you want to do five, six and seven, three days a week and a Saturday, I did Saturdays for like three years straight, Saturday, 8 a.m. Um, that's how I paid for my rent. So when you say rent, like the rent, so you could do personal training out of that. Yes. Gym. Yeah. So like I did a lot of sweat equity as they call it. it now. So I gave my time for me to be able to do my own clients and make my own money that way. 
So when you're training someone, are you like a powerful motivator or are you like a quiet motivator? Like how do you get people like going hard? I don't think I'm the go hard trainer. So I'm definitely not the one that's going to yell at you. I honestly, my clientele is like the stay at home mom crowd, the seniors, um, they really just want a listening ear and somebody that's going to let them talk for that hour. Um, I know with my stay at home moms, they're around kids all day. And so I'm like the one adult that they get to talk to. So as long as they're moving and talking, I'm totally fine with it. Obviously, we have a program, but I'm not like your life or death trainer. I'm definitely lifestyle for sure. If you're training Matt, I think he would need to get yelled at a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, see, I need to be yelled at. But then I would probably hire somebody else for him, for sure. What are some of the most rewarding aspects of training? Honestly, I would think it's when people come back and say, oh my gosh, I was able to pick up my grandkid and my back didn't hurt. I was able to get into my Porsche and feel comfortable. I think more a lifestyle when they can connect fitness to the real world and their everyday um, their everyday routine. Um, a lot of times people just live in pain and they've gotten so used to living in pain that once they finally start feeling better, um, their whole mood changes. So I think that's the best part for sure. I feel like as you get older, you just naturally have more aches and pains and your body changes. I mean, I'm 32 and I threw out my back last week and I literally am like, if I did not know how to properly squat, I would not have been able to get my daughter out of her crib. You know, because, and that's, and that's real life, you know, so. What type of um, health concerns or, or types of body aches do you see a lot of retirees having? I would say mostly mobility issues. A lot of times they just feel stiff because a lot of times when people retire, they've been so used to an active lifestyle and now like, what am I doing now? They go from going to the office every day to now sitting on their couch browsing TV or Netflix. So I think it's more of just stiff joints is the most part. So a lot of the times when I do talk to seniors or I do get somebody in front of me, it's a lot of hip mobility, shoulder mobility, even just neck, neck mobility. And a little bit of yoga also, I feel like helps seniors as well. Just intentional stretching. That's what my mom does. She does a lot of Pilates. It's like Pilates-based yoga, but for seniors. Yeah, and even like, um, I want to say there's silver. There's so many avenues um, and resources for seniors that I don't think they know about, right? Like there's silver sneakers. You can go to a 24-hour fitness and LA Fitness, and they'll give you a discounted membership, but then they also have classes designed specifically for the senior community. So they have chair yoga, um, step aerobics, but all at a modified level. Chair yoga. Yeah. That sounds like something I should be doing. <laughs> hey, you might like that, actually. <laughs> For sure. If we it here at the office. How, how do you do the down dog, though, in a chair? Well, you could actually just put your, like, you would stand behind the chair. Oh, I see. Got it. Down. So you're yeah. not sitting the whole time. You wouldn't be sitting. Oh, yeah. okay. You, but you use the chair for support. Got it. So yeah. it's like a, in a way how they use a block in yoga. 100%. Yeah, yeah. But they don't have to go all the way down to the Oh, uh, cool, cool. Yeah. So if they're at that level where they're just... They retire, they're naturally just sitting a little bit more, but they want to get themselves more fit. Do you just start slowly? Is that how you try to get them going slowly? 100%. I'm a firm believer is you don't want to kill somebody on their first day, right? No matter their age. You want them, um, especially if you know just walking into the door is hard for them, you want to make that first experience as good as possible for them. Um, so just meeting them where they're at. A lot of times I think trainers will try to, oh, I have a game plan. Like we're going to do A, B, and C. And then their actual client comes in and then they realize they can't even get up out of a chair properly. 
And so you just kind of see where they're at, meet them there, and literally just show them how this connects to everyday life. I feel like the the active amount of time that you have in retirement could be somewhat short if you think about your whole lifespan and then how much you have to work. Because if you retire, let's say, at the average age of like 62 or 65 mm-hmm. or 67, I mean, you could be ready to not be active in your 70s. And yeah. that span could be really short. I mean, how much could exercise help expand that amount of time that you could be active in? You could potentially be traveling in your 80s. 100%. Well, and I even think even if you're retired at 62, starting your active lifestyle at 45, even 45, 50 is going to help you feel better at 62, right? Because you do want to travel. And that's one thing I do when I do talk to seniors. It's, hey, where's your next trip? How long is that flight? Are you going to feel okay? Make sure you're stretching. Make sure you're walking up and down the aisles if you can. Um, because to them, oh, I'm going to, their thing isn't muscle building, right? It's not aesthetics for seniors. Right. It's, I just want to feel good. I want to live, you know, my retirement happy and pain-free. And just really knowing that there's no, there's no time, like there's no, how do I say this? Um, it's never too late to start. Right. I mean, I've had people start at like 70 one of my trainers that I used to work work with at the first private studio I was at, her name was Codeine, and she was 75 training clients. Wow. Yes. Shout That's out to Codeine. Amazing. Yeah, she is awesome. And she would come in chipper and, and, you know, so happy. And her clientele was all seniors, and they just loved her, you know? So it's definitely never too late. We hear that a lot here, right? Like with working with so many retirees, too, is like they're almost afraid to go plan a trip because of all of like the activity that it comes with. Um, and I think that, you know, with help like Marissa or implementing an active lifestyle, they might not be as frightened to take those trips that they want to, or continue to travel in their 70 and 80s, like you're saying, Brett. And I would say just hire a professional, you know, I, I know it's an investment, but at the end of the day, if you can get proper guidance for two to four months, then your personal trainer's goal should always be able to, should always be you're fine when you're not with them. Right. So if you can establish a good routine with a fitness professional for two to three months, then you should be okay to do everything on your own. Yeah, I think if if it's me personally, if I'm retired, I'm probably thinking I want training a couple times a week and then working out on my own a couple times. But I probably want want to continue that throughout, like the yeah. consistency of having guidance while you're working out and then being able to do stuff in between on your own. Yeah, 100%. Because a lot of times they do. They say like, oh, I'm going to be here for three months, and then you end up having a client for like three years. Yeah. I don't know what Josh is thinking, but right now I'm thinking when I'm retired, I want to be playing golf at least three days a week. Okay, but you have to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. You know how many people come with their back all messed up from golf? Uh, I, I think this imagine. is, they go hand in hand. Yeah. So yeah. I want to get to a place where I could play golf for as long as possible. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm already yeah. kind of given up, and I hope my soccer friends aren't listening, but I'm kind of giving up the pitch now. Um, they think I'm coming back, but I'm probably not coming back. <laughs> um, I just don't want to risk being hurt. Like from like the physical contact part, so it's probably transitioning more to golf. So I want to make sure my body is prepared to play golf for as long as I can. You know, there's 90 year olds at Red Hill playing golf. That's uh, awesome. See, and I mean, you know what they're not in a cart. They're walking. They're walking. They're walking. They're walking. They're walking. They're walking. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's true. I'm too old to. But then to like walk. <laughs> <laughs> You can't you can't uh, carry as many beers in a walking cart as you. That. I know this is the right crowd to see. <laughs> what are really the most or some of the most effective ways for seniors to, 
you know, start working out when they're in retirement? I would say go to group gatherings that have classes available. The easiest way to start is if you know you're in a community that all wants to do the same. So I know the Y, the Y is a great um, space for seniors, the YMCA, 24-hour fitness. A lot of, a lot of local... Um, centers have classes specifically designed for seniors. I think it's just them um, going on the internet and typing in Ontario or whatever city they're in. But I would say, at least in the Southern California area, there's always some kind of class. And sometimes they're free too. A lot of the cities put that on, mm-hmm. right? I yeah, think like even Upland, Rancho Cucamonga yeah. that are local to our area, um, they always are kind of sending out their newsletter monthly and yeah. it shows right on there that they have like senior classes. Brent, what's that place called that we went and did a, a social security workshop at? Um, is that the senior center? Yeah, it's a community center. Yeah, Central center. Park? Yeah, so Central Park in Rancho. Oh, in Rancho, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. mom goes there. That's where she does her yoga? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's exactly where, I think they just have to look. Have to look, but there's definitely resources there. So is it first they get into just getting their body moving and natural exercise, and then you get into some strength training with seniors? It kind of like you just kind of meet them wherever they want. Some senior seniors know what they want, and it's like I need no, I need to pay somebody to tell me what to do. Like that's probably the retired males that I get. Like I'm not going to go to a class. I don't want to be in front of a lot of people. I just want somebody my one on one, and then but some people don't have those financial resources to hire a personal trainer. So then that's when they go to the classes. And then I guess the other big part of all of this is the nutrition aspect. Yeah. So how is nutrition needs for retirees differ than someone who's younger when you're still working? You know what? This is hard. Nutrition is hard to talk to with seniors because you have to think they've had these lifestyle habits for 50, 60 years. And it's really hard to change those habits. You know, I come from a Mexican household, and they grow up on beans, rice, and tortillas, you know. Am I going to tell somebody who's been eating beans, rice, and tortillas, like, you should probably stop that? No, but I'd say, hey, maybe, like, moderation. You know, you don't need that every single day. Maybe make that a two times a week thing. I think with seniors, you're not going to be able to get them to do all or nothing, you definitely just have to meet them where they're at and show them healthier alternatives. If you're doing beans, rice, and tortilla, you have to explain to them those are three carbs that you're eating all together. So maybe at the next function, maybe grab two of those instead of all three. Those are my guilty pleasures too. So beans, I mean, yeah. you know what's funny though, you know the same it, with beans, rice, and tortillas. And it's funny with even with my family. There's like healthier tortillas out there, right? We talked mm-hmm. about the Siete brand and it recommends before um, Brent. I know you like the Siete brand and they use like t- healthier ingredients yeah. and it's a healthier tortilla. And I'm like, hey, you guys should try these. And they're like, no, no thank you. No, like that's not my thing. They, they want the Crisco and the fat and all <laughs> that. All. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to change their mindset. I've experienced that with my parents. Um, my mom's been sick for quite a while and we tried for right from the beginning to get her to change her sort of diet, the way she looks at food. And, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, you know, like you said, they've been doing something for so long and it's really hard to change that mindset. Yeah. You know, it's just a tough pool to ask. Yeah. And I just think just meet them where they're at. Like if you think you're stubborn at what our age 30 in our, in our thirties, they're twice as stubborn as us, you know, and they're and at that point, at this point, they're just like, well, I've been doing it for so long. So why do I need to change? Now? Yeah. What are some healthy tips for eating? I would say just make sure you start every day with breakfast. I think that's the best way to start a healthier, healthier diet, healthier nutrition. Um, if you can wake up and make your own breakfast, 
It's going to just speed up your metabolism. You're going to not binge at lunchtime. I, yeah, I feel breakfast is the easiest way to just start being conscious about your nutrition. I'm glad you said that because I'm a big breakfast guy. You are a big breakfast oh, guy. I Do you ever it. skip breakfast? No, I can't. Ruin my day. <laughs> How long after you wake up in the morning do you start your first meal? Well, ideally, if I wasn't coming to the office, it would probably be at like 8 a.m. But because I'm coming to the office, it's like, at, you know, 6 a.m. Got it. So within an hour of you waking up, you're eating. It's too early, yeah. I should technically probably wait later in the day. Should you wait later? Or? I mean, that's only up to you. I feel like there's no right answer. I think definitely within the hour, hour and a half that you're up. I know some people fast. Uh, I've never been a big faster. So I would say an hour to an hour and a half of you waking up. Yeah, I don't like fasting either. I don't like feeling hungry. No. You sure don't. <laughs> You're not going hungry around here. Should we put your uh, your morning breakfast uh, food uh, meal menu on 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 here and, and ask her if it's healthy? Sure, you could tell. Okay, her so I breakfast. don't I don't know exactly what you oh, mean. I know you I, like a half a dozen eggs. And <laughs> I eat scrambled eggs and black beans. Wait, how many eggs? Four <laughs> every okay. day. Plus, how much beans? Just like a little ladleful. It's very small. It's ladleful. a small amount of beans. Hmm. What are I, I don't know. I, I can't really. They're homemade that. black beans, too. They're not from the can. I use an Instapot to make them. How can seniors stay motivated? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, let you, we'll, let you, we'll let you off the hook on that one. <laughs> no comment. Um, how, though, can seniors stay motivated and maintain a healthy lifestyle? Find a friend, I would say, for that's sure. That's a great tip. Yeah, find a friend, find somebody that you know that's at that same level, or maybe it's somebody that you used to work with. But definitely find a friend, find a family member that'll hold you accountable, for sure. Matt, you and me? I, I was just going to say, go, Brent, <laughs> Brent's been trying to get us to go to Orange Theory, and I, I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm a little, personally, me, I'm a personal trainer, and I'm a little scared of Orange Theory. Like, the high-intensity route is not my cup of tea. It's know? fun. It's just Brent likes you, know, it. you get he as much workout as possible in a short amount of time, and you like to be efficient. Yeah, get in, get that. out, and I don't want to think about it like you said. That matches your personality too. Yeah. What are some of the misconceptions or misunderstandings that you think people have as they get older about working out? That they're going to get hurt. So a lot of times people don't want to work out because they think something that a trainer has them do, or maybe they had a bad experience in the past. And they hurt their back while under a trainer's supervision. So now instead of trying to find a better trainer, they're just like, I'm not going to do anything at all. So definitely I would say just try again. And if you find the right person, you shouldn't be getting hurt. They should be meeting you at that level and then helping you get stronger to prevent future injuries. And ultimately feeling better, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it probably could be that Maybe the training didn't even hurt them, right? Like maybe they previously had an injury. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that happens a lot too. Um, sometimes even if you do a consultation with somebody, sometimes they don't want to tell you everything, right. right? They don't want to tell you things that they've done in the past. And so as a trainer, you think, oh, they can do a lunge. But little did you know, they actually had a knee replacement seven mm -hmm. years ago. And, and now they don't have full range of motion. Yep. When, if you would have told them that, they would have started working with just mobility drills or isolating your quad to help your knee first, things like that. That's a great tip. I feel like if you're, you're retired and you're going on a trip and you're getting on an airplane, if you've been working out for the few months before that, you're probably going to feel a lot better on the flight. And then once you get there, if, especially if it's a big walking type of vacation. Yes. It's so funny. I had a client. Her name's Wendy. 
And she is, I want to say in her seventies now, but she was working out for her trip to Rome and she, I hope it was Rome, I think, or Spain, maybe Spain, wherever the thousand steps are. Do we know? I don't know. We can Google that. We all look to me. But she sent me a video, her climbing the steps. How cool. And so that was like, that's all she wanted to do. She's like, I want to be able to climb these steps without feeling any pain. And of course she was winded, but like she had the biggest smile on her face while she was doing it. So definitely working out is just going to make your traveling experience so much fun because you have to be so active. Like you're walking around so much, you're seeing all the sights. I know I just went to Europe and I was pregnant and being pregnant, I was like losing my breath half of mm. half of the time, you know, but I, I think if I wasn't constantly being active, I would have, I would have died for sure. Cause you were how, how far along were you when you went? I was five months when I went. Yeah. So yeah. you're, you're far along. Yeah. I was, yeah. We we're pretty decent. So it's one of those things where just climbing up the domo and things like that. I'm like, if I would have been any bigger doing this, <laughs> it would have been, I would have been like, nah, I'll, I'll just stay next. here. Yeah. <laughs> You'll go ahead. I'll see you next time for sure. How can retirees incorporate more physical activities into their daily routines? Hmm. I would say physical activity, like just in their day-to-day routine um, at home. I, honestly, I think walking is the most underrated exercise. Walking, going outside and going for 10 to 15 minute walk. And slowly that walk will end up being 30, 45 minutes to an hour. And then it helps them get out of the house too. Mm-hmm. You know, get a little fresh air. I definitely feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, even working in an office, we take walks here at the office. We kind of call them like walk and talks. Yeah. Um, and we'll just kind of talk business and, and walk and definitely kind of motivates me to come back and get back yeah. to work um, after sitting in your, you know, little office in a chair for a few hours. Yeah, 100%. We haven't done that in a while, though, with the I weather. Think you got, oh, yeah. That's true. The weather was crazy. I think I'm going to do a little walk and talk by myself um, after this episode. <laughs> yeah. This area is great for that. It's so nice, and but I feel like when we moved into this office, I thought we'd be doing it a lot more, and we just haven't had. It seems like, but the weather's yeah, we've been just busy. Yeah. Well, you have the colleges right up there, which are are great to walk past, and you know the trees are pretty, so it's nice to be outside. No, you guys have a great location. Congratulations. What are are some good low impact exercises that are easy on the joints, but really can still be effective? Um, I say swimming for sure. Swimming is going to be least amount of pressure for sure and then also if you can do the yoga uh, mat pilates the reformer pilates i think those are going to be your best bets and even resistance band training as well you can buy eight dollar bands off of amazon and do a whole resistance um, routine at home in like 20 and 30 minutes that's a good tip because i feel like every time i've gotten hurt like physical therapists always recommend like resistance bands yeah but i don't think of it like think of it like for recovery after getting like a sports injury or something. Yeah, but I don't really sure. think of it as like a, but the good tip, I mean, it would work now, even if I'm not hurt. Yeah. And a lot of times it's resistance bands just help warm up the muscle. Right. So a lot of times people hurt their backs because they're not activating your, their glutes. Mm-hmm. So just showing somebody how to properly activate their glutes prior to a long walk or traveling um, will help them as well. That, that sounds like it'd be good for me. Resistance bands. Yeah. Okay. We're going to order you some. We'll put a link in the show notes too. Yeah. yeah. You know what we should do? We'll get some for the office and you guys just do you resistance guys, you training. Guys need there it is. A little, yeah, room. Hey, workout buddies now. 
We're not only golf we'll buddies, we're golf buddies. And then also <laughs> some resistance bands. There you go. I like it. Get you guys <laughs> get you guys into a routine up there. If if somebody is working out though, and then let's say a retiree's been working out and then they get injured, they pull out their back, doesn't that or they, let's just say they get hit with a pretty significant illness Mm -hmm. doesn't all that time that you've been working out help with your recovery a thousand percent i will say people who i know who have gone into surgery to for knee replacements or hip replacements um their recovery if they had been working out consistently prior to that is always faster and they're able to do their normal routine more quicker i mean yeah just quicker if you've been working out prior it's Exercise is so much more than aesthetics is what I just, I always say is if you can feel good and you can work through problem areas instead of shying away from them, like, oh, I hurt my back, so I can't do anything. No, let's figure out what the real issue of your back is. Work on those imbalances. And then when you're ready to come back, you're going to be stronger than ever. I have one more question about nutrition. Like if it, like our parents have had that same sort of dietary plan for their whole life. So if somebody is motivated to make a change to their nutrition, Mm -hmm. do you have to start small? Do you make subtle changes? Like how do you start to rotate to this new healthier eating? Um, I ask them realistically what they're able to commit to. So some people might just say, you know what? I'll change my breakfast or you know what? I'll change my dinner. I'll get the healthier option at the Cheesecake Factory, which has a skinny menu, things like that. Just meeting them where they're at, but they have to want to change. So if somebody's bringing their mom in and it's like, oh, she just got back from the doctors and we need to make her healthy and da-da-da-da-da, the moment you leave, she's going to be like, that's nice. I'm here because I have to be here. Right. Right. So unless they mentally want the change and they see the importance of it, they're not going to do it. Can we get you to go down to two eggs? (laughs) No, because we, maybe we, switching some egg whites. <laughs> no, well they are egg whites, which is what we didn't explain. It's two eggs with yolks and then two whites. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, see, you're just so judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for a long time, and I know that's your breakfast routine. And I just, I think. For it's how funny. long have you been having that same breakfast? Uh, Twelve years. Years. <laughs> really? I used to do eggs with oatmeal, but then yeah. as I aged, I, I think the extra carbs from the oatmeal were making me a little heavier, and so I switched to beans, and I dropped a lot of weight. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. How can retirees um, maintain their flexibility and balance as they sort of get older? Because if they do want to travel, I mean, that's a big part of it, is the confidence in your yeah. able your abilities to you know have flexibility and have balance. I would say honestly, just being intentional with trying to balance on your own. So even if you go to your kitchen counter, holding your kitchen countertop and bringing one knee up to your chest and thinking one, two, and then bringing up the other one, one, two, um, every day that's going to help them, right? They're just being intentional with trying to balance is going to help Um, because it's going to take a long time for that balance to go away. But if you're not actively trying to do something about it, then it's, you don't realize your coordination is gone until you fall and you hurt yourself. And that's honestly, I usually see the most of my seniors or people in their like mid forties and up, they really don't start until they hurt themselves. And then they realize, dang, that, that was super unfortunate. I wasn't able to go on my trip or I wasn't able to go to somebody's recital or take care of somebody. And now they want to be better because they don't want to be in that pain again. So I don't know. It's, it's hard to implement things when they're not thinking about that. How much have you seen research sort of change 
in fitness and nutrition for seniors over the last decade? Um, I just think being more inclusive, right? I think seniors used to be scared to live out their lives. I mean, honestly, I think of seniors and I think of like the life alert commercial, right? Like everyone's so scared that they're just going to fall and they're going to need safety, right? Instead of being now, I think we're trying to get everyone to be proactive and your, your own advocate to make sure you stay healthy and strong, right? So I think where there's just more encouragement, like life doesn't just end when you retire. It's like it's beginning again. That, that's what my grandma used to say. She'd always be like, oh, I don't want to do that because I'm going to fall. Yeah. And like she said that every time I'd see her. But did she, um, did she fall in the past before that? No, she didn't start falling until her 90s. But for, yeah. from like 70 to 90, she would always say, I don't want to do that because I'm going to fall. And yeah, then, so it's just a fear. You yeah, know? And maybe fear. she didn't fall, but she might have almost fell one time. And that was enough to scare her. And yeah. I feel like we, we hear that with people like getting ready to retire, which is like, also, I don't want to stop working because they're like afraid of what's going to happen, maybe even physically to them. Like, oh, you know, like a body in motion stays in motion, yes. but not relating like, OK, well, you can retire, but you can also implement things to keep your body moving and keeping like yes. active, not only mentally, but physically. And I think that it's really important and just a really good tip for everyone prepping for retirement that life doesn't stop when you retire, like you said. I think everyone has or hears that story about that coworker that retired after a long time of working and then they just pass away. Yes. Yeah. And they, they kind of kick kicks in that fear of if I retire, that could be the possibility, but really you're just starting a brand new great chapter of your yeah. life. hundred percent. I mean, we, that's why we work so hard. So one day to be able to enjoy that and the earlier you get to retire, I mean, that's when the travels begin. Travel, just spending more time with family, mm-hmm. being able to attend more events. And then even like, you know, when I think about my parents, like I want that for them. I want them to be around as and as active as they can be, um, not only for me, but my kids. And, yeah. you know, it's important to me that they're healthy. 100%. How do you stay up to date on just because research is always coming out? How do you stay up to date on research in the industry? Yeah, we have. So um, personal trainers, they have like different classes that you can go into just to continue your education for your certifications. And also with self-made, we partnered up with ISSA. So all of our trainers actually get discounted classes and courses to keep their knowledge up to date if they choose to. To keep sharp. Yeah, pretty much. So if someone wanted to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? I think we'll put some stuff at the beginning of the show, at the end of the show. But Yeah, I mean, honestly, probably just my Instagram, at Marissa underscore Almanderas. But um, yeah, I respond to all my messages. So if you guys have any questions, you can just reach out to me directly. Perfect. We'll put it in the show notes. I just followed you. I'm hoping to get some fitness tips. Yes. <laughs> You're going to get some just from her Instagram. Yep. I know. That's why I followed her. <laughs> she's going to do, she's going to be checking in with you guys I next know, week. See like, how many so, workouts you got yeah. in. And how many, how many eggs with beans you ate. <laughs> Egg whites. <laughs> well, Hey, we'd love to have you back on the show. I think this is a very helpful conversation for people who are looking to you know, enjoy more of a healthy life for a longer period of time 100%. and enjoy, you know, the travels that they get to do in retirement or just like you said, Josh, the time with their grandkids and, and being more active because once you're not active or once you lose your health, I mean, yeah. it's pretty challenging from that point. Yeah. And if any of you guys are in the Chino Hills area, I'd love to work with you one-on-one and I can help you make that next transition in your life a little bit easier too. Great. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Plan Playbook. Click the following button to be notified when new episodes become available. 
To get in touch with our team, call us at 909-296-7977 or visit our website at www.rpawealth.com to schedule a complimentary consultation. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of RPA Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.